Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Now we conclude our Open House series on the chaplains. We've spoken to Navy Hospital Mining prison chaplains tonight, very timely chaplain on the eve of the Olympics. We Australians love our sport, the competition, the excitement, the tension, and of course a good win. We might love watching sport, but behind the scenes, it's so often an entirely different picture. Athletes can feel isolated, fearful, They can be often disappointed if they don't perform the way they want to. There's only one winner. The rest might be considered losers. There's so much pressure, emotions run high. Support for them is a must. Now, some say sport and religion don't mix, but Net Knox thinks otherwise. She's a sports chaplain and is headed to her sixth Olympic Games in London. She says if the spiritual aspect of our lives is left out, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to be the best we can be. Net Knox, welcome to Open House. Thank you. It's great to see you. Thank you. And congratulations on six Olympics. Excited about London? Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be huge. What hits your buttons? On the eve of the Olympics? Oh, I think just the the excitement that's going to be in London and the enthusiasm. London's just going to be buzzing. They've had so many things to celebrate this year and the Olympic Games is, kind of feels like the culmination of everything. Yeah. You're a former athlete yourself? Yes. In? Um, high jump. Yeah. Yeah. To a national level? Yes. Never Olympics? No. When you see the high jumpers there... What do you feel? Oh, I want to be out there. I just, <laughs> yeah, I do. I just, I just love it. Yeah. yeah. What attracted you to sports chaplaincy? It's one thing to be an athlete, an elite athlete. Why this? I, I think um, having been an athlete myself, even though I wasn't at that elite Olympic level, I, I'm a very competitive person and I've just come from a soccer match. <laughs> um uh, yeah, being competitive and, and just having finished my ministry training, the Olympic Games in Sydney were, you know, just around the corner. So I had this brilliant idea that, that sports people need a chaplain as well. So wrote to some people and happened to be the right people and found out that there was actually a, a chaplaincy program at the Games. So applied and was given a position. So Sydney was my first Games. Why do athletes need a sports chaplain? The same reason everybody needs a, a, a chaplain, a spiritual somebody to talk to on a spiritual level yeah is there much training involved i have ministry training i'm a trained minister went through the australian college of ministries i think the training is you need some biblical background some theology understanding and if you have a bit of a a passion for sport and an understanding of what it's like to be a sports person, I think they're really good things. Yeah. You started at the Sydney 2000 Olympics up until Vancouver 2010. What's your favourite of the five that you've done? Yeah. Well, Sydney was probably my most favourite, having been my first one and and home ground, all of that kind of thing. So that was definitely the, the best one. And then Vancouver in 2010, that was my first Winter Olympics. So it was a very different experience, much smaller village, much smaller chaplaincy team. And, yeah, just nice to be kind of in a little bit of a cold environment. Yeah. Take us through the different things that you do as a sports chaplain. Day to day, um, I keep in contact with a lot of athletes. I've been chaplain to Australian track and field for 12 years now. So I keep in contact with a lot of track and field athletes, some of who will be over in London. Um spend time praying for athletes, just chatting with them. There's a little bit of kind of counselling, if you like, involved, but... I I don't really bring up the subject of God unless they do. If they want a sermon, they'll go to church and I'm just there to 
just be a support person, someone to listen to. But they would know where you're coming from, I suppose. They do. Yeah. They definitely know where I'm coming from now. Are yeah. they receptive? Yeah, a lot of them are. Obviously, there's there's some antagonism out there, just like there is in, in everyday society. But most people are receptive to somebody who actually wants to listen to them because they're a person. From the inside that you've seen, take us through the life of what it is to be an elite athlete, in, both in the lead-up to the competition and all the pressure of that yeah, one moment. Yeah. Well, for a lot of athletes that will be in London, they've been training for four, eight, some of them 12 years. So they've spent their whole lives basically and, you know, their parents, you know, shuffling them around, devoted to in the hope that they will get to an Olympic Games in the hope that they will bring home a medal for their country. So everything is sport-driven, their training, their schedule, their diet, their psyche, absolutely everything is driven towards that. Then when they get there, for some of them, their event is over in 20 seconds. Yes. So when you kind of put 12, 8, 12 years of, of training alongside 20 seconds, there's, you know, that's really, that's a tough gig. Is it a healthy thing, do you think? <sighs> Being a sports person, yep. I think there's... there's <laughs> There is an element of health in there, but I think it's easy to kind of um, perhaps go overboard a little bit. But I think when you when that's your focus, you have to be singly focused, selfish, if you like, completely self-focused to get to get to your goal. Yeah. So what is the spiritual role of your advice and your support to them? How much does that matter? To, as far as I'm concerned, it matters a lot. We are spiritual beings. Um but in terms of me speaking that out, it really is just relationship building. It's it's very much a ministry of presence. So I'm just there. Sometimes, some days, if I'm out at the track watching an event, I don't actually get to speak to anybody. But I can be there. People see me. They say hi. And so that, that they become familiar with me and know that I'm actually interested in you know what's going on for them. And, and then I might write to them or send them a, a text message to just let them know I was there and I saw them. So it can be at two levels. It can be a personal thing and a spiritual thing. Let me deal with both of those. Okay. What do you say to them personally? How do you support them yeah. and equip them? Yeah, personally, I think it's about building a relationship with them, letting them know that I actually care about them as a person apart from their sport. It's I'm not there because I hope they win a gold or you know it's, it's going to look good for the chaplain to be alongside of somebody who won a gold medal. But I am interested in how they go because that helps them that it kind of develops who they are how they how they perform so I'm interested in it but it's not the basis of my relationship with them regardless of where they come regardless yep. because you'll be often there I expect after the event yes yes maybe yep. mopping up yeah exactly well there is a lot of mopping up you know there are over 10,000 athletes going to be competing in London less than one percent will come home with a gold medal that's an awful lot of unhappy disappointed athletes how do you relate to them? What do you offer them? A listening ear, a non-judgmental ear, somebody that they can talk to and know that I'm not going to, you know, tell them off for not being the athlete they should have been or, you know, I'm not going to dump them because they've lost their sponsorship or, you know, this it's so much invested in them from outside as well as from themselves that it's important that they have someone who is going to be there regardless of how they go, whether they, um, you know, make it in the heat through to the final or whether they kind of 
don't turn up or get sick and can't compete or, you know, there's so many variables that they don't have control over. Um, I want to be someone that is there all the time for them when they want me. That's the personal. If they're open to talking about the spiritual Mm -hmm. and God, what do you say then? What perspective do you bring? I would hope I bring the perspective of being a non-judgmental representative of, of Christ. Christ didn't judge anybody he accepted people for where they were at and that's what I want to do I want I want to show them in my actions and my words that they are important to me not how they've performed do you get caught up in the excitement of all yourself oh yes I'm sure you do <laughs> oh yes yeah I'm out there screaming and yelling and you know jumping up on how the chairs embarrassing. And, I know I'm yep I'm definitely out there <laughs> yeah how do you deal with that Oh, I actually think it's okay for us to be excited as chaplains. I mean, we're there because we love people and we love sport. I couldn't not show my enthusiasm and, and my excitement at you know watching an event no. and, you know, especially our Aussie athletes. You know, I'm just as excited as anybody else who is there and, and I'm going to show that. I'm not going to hide my excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you about one highlight and one low light of your experience through five so far. As I said earlier, I think Sydney was a highlight, just um, experiencing what a chaplaincy program looks like in the village, working alongside other people of different faiths because the chaplaincy centre is a multi-faith centre. Yes. So working in that environment was really um, interesting and encouraging. Um, a low, probably the constant low is having to raise funds. I'm not very good at asking people for money and... Because it's self-sustaining. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not paid to go over there. I actually have to raise all my own funds and yeah. take time off work and all those kind of things. So. Yeah. Is there one particular story of how you've related to an athlete where you can say, this is why the chaplain mm. is a really vital part of an Olympics? Yeah, I, I think one particular athlete comes to mind, and I won't identify the games. This particular athlete had had a, a pretty rough year, and I really wanted to catch up with them. But I'm, I'm hesitant to kind of go up to athletes in the village. It's kind of, you know, this cocoon for them. And the last thing they need is somebody coming in and wanting, you know, something from them. It's very much um, their environment and they need to run the yes, schedule. Um, so my prayer was that somehow God would, you know, make our paths cross. And he, and he did. I was coming out of the food hall, um, grabbing a couple of cups of tea for some of the other chaplains and... As I walked back to the religious services centre, this particular athlete came out of a, a building and there we were face to face. And we got an opportunity to just really briefly catch up, see you know how they were going. And, and they knew then that I was there and I was going to be available for them. So we made a time to meet up later in the, the afternoon. And you know that's what it's about. It's about being there for them and being a support that is totally different to all the other um, support services that they've got. They've got physios and psychologists and doctors and everything that they want. But there's an element of spirituality that we all have that can only be um, supported in kind of a a spiritual environment. So that's what I want to be. Without having an agenda to proselytise. Definitely. Proselytising is not on at the Games. We're We're quite adamant that we don't proselytise. That's not why we're there. We're there to share... Um, the you know God's love and show them that we're there for them. We're not there to change them and convert them. That's actually not our job. 
That's the, the job of God and the Holy Spirit. We're there to support them and be there for them, encourage them. Do you have a goal heading into London 2012? I guess if I come away from the Games knowing that I've been able to minister to in some way everybody that, that God kind of puts in my path, that will be a good thing. Yeah. We have lots of programs running like Bible service, Bible studies and church services and those kind of things, and they're great. Um, but if I can be there and, and in some small or big way affect positively the life of those people that God puts you know, across my path, then I come home happy. Rio 2016? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking this morning with, with one of the guys from church and I thought, he said, why don't you have a trivia night to raise funds? And I thought, yeah, I might do that for Rio. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm Sounds there like already. It. You've got the bug, haven't you? <laughs> yep. Well, I wish you all the very best and uh, enjoy you. it and also and especially in your important work as a chaplain. Thank Ned, thanks so much indeed for joining us on Open House. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.